Hello everyone, welcome to the podcast. I've been meaning to watch that. I am your one and only host, Monica, and today we are going to be talking about Space Force. Now, before I get into the TV show, I just want to say that yes, I've taken a long hiatus from this podcast, mainly because school got a little crazy with the whole COVID-19 thing and everybody started doing the um, online school and a lot of the episodes I've put on my uh, podcast page are part of a school project. So this is going to be like my first like formal podcast, just me just like talking about what I like. So thank you so much for tuning in and sticking with me through all this time if you did stick with me. And if you're new here, welcome. Welcome to my podcast. This is a podcast where I sit in my room and I talk about TV shows and movies that I really like or I talk about TV and movie shows that I've been, oh, what did I say? TV and movie shows? I'm terrible at this. I'm sorry. But this is a podcast basically where I talk about TV shows and movies that I've been meaning to watch but I haven't gotten to them yet and now I finished watching them so now I want to talk about them. And I'm always kind of late to the bandwagon on things like I still haven't watched Lady Bird which is something I really want to watch but I've just been like very hesitant toward watching but I will definitely talk about it in a future podcast or so because I plan on watching it this week or something like that. So yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for being here. So today we're going to be talking about Space Force. Space Force is a Netflix comedy. Um, It is a workplace comedy series on Netflix. It came out May 29th, I believe. And it centers around a group of people who are tasked with establishing the sixth branch of the United States Armed Forces, the United States Space Force, which is a real new branch of the armed forces it's a real thing and so the creators of the show greg daniels and steve Carell, greg daniels who i believe worked on he did work on the office but i also think that he also worked on parks and rec so steve Carell and greg daniels created this show to kind of like parody off of the real space force that is an actual thing here in the United States. And Steve Carell's character, his name is Mark Naird. He is the first general of the Space Force and he is in charge of the effort. And the series follows him trying to get boots on the ground by 2024 per orders of the president. And he was supposed to be like in charge of the Air Force, but obviously that didn't go well work out for him. So yeah, the show stars Steve Carell, John Malkovich, Ben Schwartz, Diana Silvers and Tawny Newsom. So I was really interested in watching this show basically because it was created by the guys who created The Office. Like that was the whole tagline for this. Like it's like The Office but for space and I thought that was really cool. But me personally, I didn't really like The Office which is probably an unpopular opinion because there were so many people who got him back into watching The Office because like you know, the whole series was on Netflix and they took it off Netflix to put on the NBC streaming platform Peacock, which is a weird name for a streaming platform, but sure, okay. And a lot of people got back into The Office, you know, recently, and people have been talking about how The Office is like a beloved show and it's really great. And, you know, I liked The Office when I, when I was younger and I watched it when it was like airing on TV, but I guess I just wasn't that into it as much and so I thought when I was watching the show 
I was just watching and I was like, maybe I don't like the show that much because I didn't like The Office. Maybe that didn't. Other people like the show. But as more reviews for the show came in, I realized that like, not a lot of people like this show and that I was not alone in not being interested in this show. And honestly, what I expected from the show was for it to be like a political satire. You know, I thought it was going to be something like, <clears throat> something that would show, excuse me, the dysfunction of American government, but also like, you know, kind of like poke fun at like our day-to-day -day politics, you know? I kind of expected it to be a little bit like Parks and Rec, but not really like Parks and Rec, because Parks and Rec is more like a heartfelt comedy show, but it never steers away from being political and talking about it because Parks and Rec deals with government and I love Parks and Rec it's a classic show in my opinion I think Parks and Rec is better than The Office you may disagree with me on that but you know you can keep that opinion to yourself but I really wanted to like the show and I was really into it and I was watching the show and I realized that like Dee Rees who's my favorite director Dee Rees is a um black woman she's also queer she's a director she directed these films Pariah and Mudbound, she's amazing. She directed two episodes of Space Force and I was like, that's super cool, that's super great. And they also got Pat Paul King, who directed Paddington, and he directed some episodes and I thought that was super cool and awesome. And when I looked through like the writers and the directors of this show, I realized that it's a pretty diverse group of people who contributed to this show. And even though there are a lot of talented people attached to the show, like Steve Carell, John Malkovich. John Malkovich, he plays the head scientist of Space Force, who's kind of like Steve Carell's number two. And John Malkovich is hilarious. He's amazing in the show. He's so funny. I love his demeanor. I love his character. Also, Jimmy um, O. Yang, he plays John Malkovich's O2. Jimmy O. Yang plays a scientist. And I think he's really funny because I've only seen Jimmy Yang in kind of like extra roles you know roles where he's just like kind of playing a d-bag but in this series he's kind of like calm and collected and he's a scientist and he's funny at times and i really like it and i was i really enjoyed his character and there are a lot of awesome characters in this show by the way like uh tawny newsome she plays what is she, who does she wait she plays uh the act she plays captain angela ali you know but in the beginning of the series, she kind of just like flies a helicopter around for General Mark Naird and she drives him home, which I thought was strange because he could probably find someone else to drive him home. Why is it the only black girl driving him home? Like she's his chauffeur. But eventually in later in the series, she uh, works towards becoming an astronaut so she can go into space. And I love that. It's super cool. I love Tawny Newsome. I thought she was really awesome playing Angela Lee. Diana Silver, she's from Booksmart, and she plays General Mark Neard's daughter. And one interesting thing about the show is that um, General Mark Neard, right, he has to go to Colorado to be in charge of Space Force. And his wife is Elisa Kudrow, who played Phoebe in Friends, so I love her so much. I think she's amazing. But his wife goes to jail. For some reason like she's in jail for 40 years but we never know what she did we don't know why she's in jail i don't know if we're supposed to just like assume it's something really serious because of how long she's going to be in jail for but she's in jail right and so um lisa 
no not lisa sorry diana silvers i think yeah diana silvers character's name is aaron aaron is now just like going to high school and her dad works all the time so she's always by herself and i think that um aaron is supposed to be like the relatable teen and all this like uh listen honestly as much as i love diana silvers and as much as i think she's a great actress she is a good actress but i don't like the character of aaron because aaron is just really annoying and just stupid i don't know i get that she's having a hard time at school and it's hard for her to make friends but it's just like her character is so hard to relate to you know in the beginning of the series we find out that she is hanging out with this guy yuri who also works for space force and he's from russia and he's like very russian like obviously russian but he's also like 10 years older than her and i think that she's supposed to be like 17 so that means she's hanging out with like a 27 year old or like a 30 year old i think someone said that he was 30 so that's creepy and weird and kind of gross and why is she hanging out with a guy who's obviously russian works for the government and like they play they do the whole joke like oh trump is in putin's pocket like yeah we get it we know like trump is in bed with russia what else is new but the fact that aaron is just like hanging out with this guy like it's you know it's just stupid like how do you like it's obvious that he's just using you to get close to your dad and also another note yuri's character is stupid too because Russia being in bed with Putin is an obvious thing, but the way that Russians sneaked in and hacked our election, not really sneak snuck in because the previous administration knew about Russia's involvement, but they didn't really do anything about it until it was too late. Excuse me, sorry. But like, Russia isn't obvious with their stuff. Like they aren't really obvious with, like, like, I don't know Yuri's character is just kind of stupid he's not smart he's not sneaky he's not conniving he's just like this 20 year old kid who just hangs around and like gets in people's business you know so I feel like that character was completely unnecessary only to make the and he was only there to just make the joke of like oh Trump is in Russia's pocket but he he doesn't serve any other purpose besides like dating Aaron for three episodes and then just like you don't see him anymore so I feel like he could I feel like we could have done without him but one thing that would have been interesting is that like there's this character his name is F Tony he's played by Ben Schwartz he's my favorite character on the show just want to say that right now <laughs> maybe because I love Ben Schwartz and I think he is an American treasure but whatever I think F Tony he is um the social media manager for Space Force I really think that if you had Yuri and F Tony like become friends that would have made more sense because Russian trolls Russian bots hacking into the election like electronic stuff and like F Tony is a social media manager he tweets all the time like it would have made more sense for Yuri and F Tony to be friends and like collaborate in some way and start some stupid conspiracy theory to like take down Air Force because one thing in the show is that Air Force and Space Force are like enemies and I think it's because the general of Air Force hates Mark Naird 
and that whole like back and forth with them it's hilarious it's funny it's macho it's a kind of like mono mono kind of thing but like it's only funny for a short amount of time but i feel like it they really wasted an opportunity not making yuri and f tony friends so that f tony could like spread some very terrible conspiracy theory on the internet and then have the president retweet it and then all the supporters believe it and then mark Naird has to like try and debunk the theory i think that would have been a lot funnier but they didn't do that so whatever i was talking about aaron my bad sorry guys i went on a tangent but yeah it's not that i hate aaron it's not that she's it's that they didn't write her well enough you know that's the problem with this show is that they don't write for their women most of the women on the show, you only know them through their relationship through men. Except Captain Angela Ali, she's her own independent person, kind of. I mean, in the beginning of the show, Captain Angela Ali is just like flying General Mark Naird to the jail his wife is at and like driving him home. But eventually we get to know her a lot more, we get to see her as her own self, and she's very funny and I think Tawny Newsom is amazing and I think she does a really great job with the character. And I also like the fact that Angela Ali and oh my gosh, wait, I keep saying, I know Jimmy O. Yang's character, what is his name? Oh okay, Jimmy O. Yang's character is Dr. Chan. And Dr. Chan and Captain Angela Ali, they kind of become friends near the end of the series. And I think that's kind of cute. I think that's kind of like sweet. And I like their friendship and I like that it could become something more. And I like the kind of like slow burn to like a little bit of a relationship. I'm totally here for it. So if y'all want to, you know, make it happen, make it happen. I'm here for it. I like it. It's kind of like, it's a, it's a sweet little subplot that happened in this show. One of my favorite scenes was when Angela had to go to the eye doctor. So Dr. Chan is driving her to the eye doctor and they're like in the car together and they're like dancing the K-pop and I think it's hilarious. And I think it's really sweet because Angela, I think she probably lives by herself in Colorado. There is a scene earlier in the season where she's on the phone with her mom i think so she probably just lives by herself and she doesn't have that many people to talk to and i think she's like the only other black woman on the base besides another black woman i saw in one episode but like for the majority of the season angela's like the only black woman i kind of see and I feel like her and Dr. Chan have like a really cute friendship and I'm here for it. I hope that they explore that a lot more through in next season because I do think there's going to be a season two for Space Force. Despite the fact that most people have talked about how they don't like the show, I think they will give it another season because it was number one, it was the number one show in the US for a while. And another reason why I think they're going to give it a second season is because the first season of comedy shows usually suck okay they're usually bad not all comedy shows like the first season of insecure was amazing but like the first season of the office was bad the first season of parks and rec was bad but you just need to take time to like it's the first season you know you're still like trying to flesh out the characters find out their motivations find out who they are you know you're making in the first season it's like the building blocks to the character arc and who they are and how they act and how they feel and react in certain situations. And I feel like the cliffhanger from season one was amazing and super great and I feel like that cliffhanger is really going to help 
build up to a second season. But one problem that the show does have is that it doesn't take any like political stance, right? I realize that I'm like jumping all over the place in this podcast, but stick with me, okay? I'm trying to make a point. This show doesn't really have many have this show doesn't really have like real stakes to it you know when i'm watching the show essentially when you're watching the show you are rooting for space force you're rooting for the sixth branch of the armed forces the sixth branch of the armed forces that was put in place by a president who was a racist misogynist a rapist a homophobe, an all-around terrible person who is also a pathological liar. And even though we're supposed to be rooting for General Mark Naird because he is the protagonist of the series, he works for Trump. You know, that's something that's not lost on me. Even though the show never refers to him by his first name, they just call him POTUS. But we're well aware of who he works for and what this administration is trying to do. They're trying to colonize space because white people have to colonize everything you know and one thing about the show is that it focuses more on the interpersonal relationships between the people like the characters you know john malkovich and steve carell's characters they become friends over the first over the course of the season you know general mark Naird is very much a straight and narrow kind of guy he clenches his jaw he marches into a room and john malkovich's character dr adrian mallory he is the chief scientist of space force and he's kind of like loose and he's not your man's man you know he's very okay he's like he's he's cool you know he's chill he's gay <laughs> like yeah and they're such they're so different from each other but I like the fact that in the beginning they kind of butt heads a little bit and then by the end of the first season they go tie shopping together. I think that's really sweet. I think that's really cool. I like that they become friends. I am totally in support of this friendship and I hope that we get to see more of that companionship in season two. But I think that the show, I think the show would really benefit from like just I think the show would really benefit from being a bit more political and I think that the show is holding back on that because getting too political might ruin the comedy of it like it's political satire is funny but there's a point when like how many times can you make the same joke about Trump being a liar and saying crazy things on Twitter you know it's good that they do want to fall into that hole, they fall down that rabbit hole of like joking about every single thing. Because another thing is that this show is on Netflix. Okay, it's not a show. It's like it's not a show that comes out weekly. This show is an SNL. You know, SNL can make jokes about crazy things that happened in government throughout the week. But the problem with that is that crazy things happen in government almost every single day. At least before coronavirus and like this whole Black Lives Matter revolution that's been going on recently, 
Almost every other day, there was some crazy story going on in politics. There was some crazy story coming out of the administration, out of the White House. There was always someone leaving, someone getting fired. There was a new book revealing things in that happened within the administration. There was always some new scandal with the Mueller investigation. There was always some story on top of another story that was crazier than the next that people forgot that there was a Space Force. People forgot that... Trump had created a sixth branch of the armed forces because how can you keep up with the news cycle when every other story that comes out of that White House is crazier and crazier, okay? I remember when that guy was like the first um, press secretary, I think it was like Spencer or something, and he lied and said Frederick Douglass worked in the administration and he lied about the crowd size, crowd size and he said that they didn't use like poisonous gas in the holocaust and he would like jump in the bushes to avoid being asked questions at by reporters all this stuff this man did because he was just a liar and then sarah huckabee sanders she goes behind the podium and she lies professionally for this pathological liar who is currently the president And the thing is, is that we are all aware of what's going on in the government and we are all aware of the people that are currently running this country and the show just ignores that the show lives in this um uh the show lives in kind of like this alternate universe where the government the current administration doesn't have people employed who are just kind of bonkers who are just kind of bananas because when you think of like Betsy DeVos, Secretary of Education, you think of Ben Carson, who is the head of Housing Urban Development. When you think of those people and how they are in positions of power and they have no idea what they're doing and they're actively working to destroy this country, when they're actively working to hurt Americans, everyday Americans. When you think of Stephen Miller and how he created the whole like detention centers so that they could deport people from ICE, so that they could deport people who are actually U.S. citizens and put them in these detention centers and hurt these people. When you think of those people who are currently working the administration and you compare it to Space Force, it's like night and day. Because the people in Space Force, yes, they're bad. You know, there's like this there are these meetings that general mark naird goes to with the other um people who are heads of the military and you know you see jay lynch you see um i need to go back to the wikipedia article because i can't be naming these people off the top of my head you see uh noah emmerich who plays general kick grabastun who is chief of staff of united states air force grabastun is kick grabastun that's such an aggressive name. This is a little too on the nose for me, I'm sorry. Um, you see Roy Wood Jr., who's like the US Army liaison to Space Force. I actually love Roy Wood Jr.'s character. He's hilarious, he's super funny. Like, Roy Wood Jr. is great. I wish he was in more stuff, honestly. And, you know, the show has, um, sorry. The show also has people who play like like, like, the show has an Annabella Cedro Campos, who's obviously supposed to be a parody of AOC, you know, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And then they have a representative Potosi, 
who's obviously a parody of um, Nancy Pelosi. And there's this episode where Space Force needs to ask for more money. And basically the episode is kind of like defending government spending in the military, which isn't something that I really support because the military is very much there's too much money that's pumped into the military honestly and also the military is one of the biggest um polluters on the planet so having that episode it's kind of hard to keep the show neutral in its political stance because obviously space force is operating through the conservative political lens because right now there is a republican president in power and even though you have these two women that are democrat they're obviously not they like they obviously don't work together with general mark Nair. like they work together in government but they don't work in the same party they don't have the same party lines and even though like chief of staff of like space force and you know chief of staff of united states army and secretary of defense like if you're like the chief of staff of the United States Army. I would assume, assume, why would I assume that? I can just like look it up. Basically, if you're like chief of staff of the army, you know, that's an office held by a four-star general, you have to be someone who can be kind of neutral in political standings. Like you obviously have to like go to war and stuff like that. But you're not like you can't be Republican or Democrat. You have to try and be somewhat neutral so that you can make decisions for the betterment of the com of the country. Why did I almost say company? But we have to kind of assume that General Mark Naird is conservative in his political leaning in some sense because every single person that Trump has appointed in the administration is super conservative, super right right wing leaning, definitely watches Fox News day in, day out. You know, when you think of the people who have been put in power in this administration, when you think of the people who are currently holding office in the administration, all these people are very much right wing right wing Republicans and they support Trump and his ideology. So I get that the show is just trying to be like this workplace comedy, but you can't ignore the fact that the people who like, at least General McNair, he's a Republican, he's a conservative. And they don't want to say that because then you don't cheer for him. They don't want to say that because then you may not like him. They don't want to say that because then you have to call into account what he believes in, what he stands for. And like, do you really want to like watch a show where the main character is a Republican? Do you really want to watch a show where Steve Carell plays a Trump supporter, possibly? Like, it's just something to think about, really. And another note that I was that I was trying to make earlier in this podcast, but I'll say now, this show does not write for its women, okay? Lisa Kudrow is a great actress. She's hilarious. She's an amazing comedic actress, but she's just Mark Nair's wife. We don't even know why she's in jail. They don't even tell us that. We just know that she's in jail, which seems ridiculous because 
if we knew why she was in jail, that would give us some insight into who she is as a person, what she has done wrong, so we can get to know her a little bit better. But we don't know her. We only know her as Mark Nair's wife, which is unfair because you put her in this box. Like you literally put her in a box. And the only way we get access to her is through Mark and also Aaron because Aaron goes to visit her sometimes in prison. But we don't really get to know her like really, we only get to see her through General Nair's eyes. And that's not fair. We should get to know um, Lisa Kudrow's character. Lisa's, Lisa Kudrow, Lisa Kudrow plays Maggie. That's her name, Maggie. I knew that. <laughs> um, but also speaking of Aaron, I wish that they wrote Aaron better. Like I understand that some of the writers are like older adults so they may not get teen stuff, but like, Erin is boring. Erin is boring and she's lame and I wanna like her, but like, I don't, un I don't understand her, you know, I don't get her. I wanna get to know her better. You know, there's a scene where Erin um, got expelled from school. Don't know how that happened. I think she was suspended, possibly, or expelled. I really don't remember that much, I'm sorry, but she basically she got kicked out of school for the day or whatever and she goes to the space force campus to see her dad and her dad tells angela ali to like watch over aaron sure and so when angela ali and aaron are walking the campus a group of guys run past aaron and call her scraps which is supposed to be like a nickname for her or whatever but we never really learn more about that we don't know why she's called scraps we don't learn a backstory behind that and that's one thing that would have been interesting to follow up on to know more about but y'all can't just like set something up in the show and then just like leave it there and not explain why like that happened you know like why is it that when general Naird went to a lunar habitat in the desert for a week and Aaron tried to throw a party at her house no one came like no one came to the party no one showed up she ordered 20 pizzas and homegirls just sitting in her house with a party dress on eating these pizzas by herself why is that i mean if one person saw that story at least one person may have showed up did nobody have the address does no one like her do people hate her why do people hate her why doesn't she have friends is she unlikable is she mean is she sassy? Does she think she's better than everyone else because she came from DC and her dad works for the military? They don't give us any real explanation into anything about her. They don't give her friends. Homegirl is just this moody teen who doesn't get to hang out with her dad and whose mom is in jail and she doesn't run across the country. That's all we know about her. But they don't really expand on her and give her more depth and make her a full character. And also in the finale, I'm not going to tell you much about the show because I still want you to watch it and give it a chance but I feel like after listening to this podcast you may not watch it after what I've been saying but honestly like it's obvious that the writers of the show don't know how to write for Erin they don't know how to give her like a plot they don't know how to give her a leg to stand on she just Diana did what she had to do with what she was given but y'all could have given her more I'm just saying and then there's another character, um, Kelly King. She's a structural engineer and a civil contractor. 
basically like through an independent person through Space Force. She doesn't really like work for the military, but she works with Space Force. And she you only see Kelly like a few times in the series. And each time you see her, it's because she's talking to General Mark Naird. So it's obvious that she's supposed to be like some kind of like love interest in a way. And when Mark Naird goes to visit his wife, this is a little bit of a spoiler, but I'm just going to let y'all know up front. Because when I was watching the show and I saw him talking to Kelly, it was kind of like this awkward flirting kind of situation. I was like, sir, you're married. Are we going to do this? But I just want to let y'all know. First up, uh, Maggie... Uh, has a conjugal visit with Mark and she tells him that she wants them to have an open relationship because she's going to be in prison for a while and she wants him to have companionship so he you know kind of starts dating Kelly and that's how we get to know Kelly but we don't we only see Kelly or talk to Kelly when she's talking to Mark I'm sure as a structural engineer she has to talk to other people on the base like i'm sure she's probably had a conversation with like um dr mallory or dr chan or probably angela she probably chatted up with angela at some point during the season but we don't know that we don't see that we only see kelly when she talks to mark we only get to know her through her conversation with mark and she doesn't like we don't even get to know her that well we don't even get to know much about her so right for your women like gosh isn't like is it is it i'm sorry i'm very passionate yes um i'm gonna i don't think there's much else i want to say about the show honestly i feel like there are a lot of uh there, there's been a lot of like really hard criticism about the show and the writing and how it's not that funny and how sometimes y'all stay on a joke for too long and sometimes there's just too sometimes you just try sometimes it's very obvious that they're trying very hard to get you to laugh but the show it's not like it's just not it's not it you know it's just not it my guy and i feel like maybe um maybe next season they'll get it you know maybe next season it'll be a little bit better you know i gotta say i love f tony uh i think ben schwartz is hilarious as his character i saw this uh theory on reddit that um after <laughs> you know in parks and rec Ben Schwartz, he plays John Ralphio. And in the last season of Parks and Rec, John Ralphio fakes his death with his sister, Mona Lisa. And there's this theory on Reddit that after John Ralphio faked his death, he somehow snaked his way into working for the Trump administration, which is the one theory that matches up with everything that's happened in history right now. Like, honestly, it makes sense that a scammer like John Ralphio would somehow start to work in the Trump administration, okay? Listen, listen, listen. Y'all remember that show Shake It Up on Disney Channel? Remember that girl who played one of the Russian twins, Caroline Sunshine? She works for the Trump administration. She literally works for the Trump administration. Y'all remember Anthony Scarapaducci? Mm-hmm. Yes. F. Tony, Anthony Scarapaducci, literally the same person. Both scammers. Both have no idea what they're talking about. I love it. 
and I totally believe the theory. I feel like that. I feel like that needs to be. <laughs> if they make that canon just like a little bit, just like a little bit, I feel like that would like benefit the show, because it makes sense. It makes sense that someone faked their death, and was a notorious scammer, and lived off his dad's wealth, and got run over by Alexis. So start working for the Trump administration. Like that makes perfect sense, and I love it. <laughs> oh, sometimes you love Reddit, sometimes you really hate it. But I feel like that. I feel like that theory was like, yeah, I'm here for it. So, yeah. Um, honestly, I feel like that's really the only. The, those are like, really, those are the things that I want to say about um, this show. You know, um, also I want to say, I feel like the show in of itself, probably not the best time for the show. It's, I feel like this show, maybe in season two, they really need to take more risks in the jokes and in the storylines because when you compare this show to the BS that happens almost every, every, like, when you think about the year 2018 and all the crazy stuff that happened and all the crazy things that came out of the White House and compared to this show, this show is way too tame. This show is way too soft. This show does not, like, this show does not go hard enough, you know? And maybe they don't want to make a show that leans too much on political humor and dragging the president but I mean I feel like that would make this show so much better I feel like that would make the show so much funnier I feel like that would make the show a lot more interesting and it's not enough you know it's not enough to be sassy it's not enough to like have a chimp fix a space satellite it's not enough to have a space race with India and China in your show. There needs to be something more. You know, you need to take a stand in the way you, in the way these characters stand politically. Like, honestly, like, you can't do this whole space comedy thing where there are good people working in the administration and doing their best to help this country. Because when you look at history, when you look at the evidence, when you look at the source, you see that's not right. You see that's not it. It's not it at all. So let's be real. Okay, let's... I feel like the show really needs to just take the commitment in like... Just be real. You know, that's it. That's all I want to say. All in all, I feel like um, when season two comes out, maybe it'll be better. You know, maybe uh, they can like really hit home with everything they want to say. I know that the show isn't really like Veep. I feel like Veep is a better representation of like what goes on in politics because Veep is savage in every sense and every joke. Veep is hilarious. It doesn't hold back. It is amazing. I love that show. I'm so sad that it ended. I understand why it ended, but I love Veep so much. I understand that Space Force isn't Veep, but it needs to, it needs to like find its footing. You know, you gotta pick a stance and stick with it, my guy, or else you're just going to be wishy-washy with all these weak jokes. Like, it's not, it's not working. So, yes. 
that's what I wanted to say about Space Force. If you guys still want to go watch it, definitely watch it. And also let me know your thoughts and like opinions and let me know what you think, you know? And um, that's it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of I've Been Meaning to Watch That. My name is Monica. In the description, there will be a link to where you can donate and sign petitions to help the Black Lives Matter movement. And I hope you guys have a great day and I hope you stay blessed. Bye bye.